0: in free bets if either team hits a three in any nba playoff game visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions 21 years of age or older to wager washington dc only new customer offer all promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit free bets expire seven days from issuance please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700
2: Lord. It's a beautiful night here in all kinds of parts of Virginia. It is Sunday night. That means it is corner-to-corner corner time. Guess who's back? Back again. The triple threat of wrestling radio has returned to pollute your airwaves. What's going on? It's Stan Grubb. Our tag team partners, Brian Taylor.
3: What's going on?
2: What's going on, Brian? And, of course, we are joined as our tag team partner to the to the other side, Rob Hefner.
4: Well, hello, sir.
2: <laughs> it is a great time to be back on the air. First and foremost, let's just go ahead and identify some locations where you can find us. You can catch us live every weekend on c2cradioshow.com. That is our brand-new website we just got to put together this week, I want to say thank you to every single person that's checked it out, sent me feedback. Um, you know, it's a labor of love that we do here with this show. We love doing it, but stuff happens. Stuff gets in the way, family and all that stuff. And when it does, it tends to distract or maybe pull us away. But the site has really gotten some positive commentary. The The Twitter has been getting some nice responses back from people. So C2CRadioShow.com is our new Home base, and of course, you're catching us right now as well on Spreaker.com, and we are still going to be a part of our Beyond Ringside Radio Network family. We will be broadcasting there as well. Mister Eddie Lane is, uh, as I understand it, backed up with the, with work, so he is going to be doing that for as long as he has to. So we'll be, of course, joining him as well, and in the event that we record through BeyondRingside.com or broadcast. We will, of course, rebroadcast as soon as it's finished right here through the website and through Spreaker.com. But just very quickly, I wanted to say it is great to be back on the air. And one, also, I wanted to apologize for kind of the absence that's been going on. It's not really something I've talked about a whole heck of a lot. But, you know, my buddies, my partners here, it's not really their doing either. It's really been mine. Um... About the past month or so, I have not necessarily been in poor health. I wouldn't want to word it like that. But, you know, i quit smoking, and I've done a few things to try to get myself healthier. But in the process of all of that, I had... what? What's that?
3: Did you try the Impossible Whopper?
2: I haven't tried the Impossible Whopper yet.
3: You're not doing everything you can to try and get healthy.
2: Well, maybe he's right. Maybe he's right. You're right. I have failed this city. Damn it! Damn it! Not even five minutes in it, I failed. <sighs> I want to apologize to everybody on the left. Everybody on the right. I, I can't. Uh-uh, no,
3: mm-mm, mm-mm. no politics. There's Damn. no left, no right, just the middle. Just the middle. Just the middle. Got it. Got it. Right, Rob. No right. Yeah. No, no right, just
2: middle. No, no right, no left, just middle. Making sure we're on a straight and narrow in between the navigational beacons.
3: Did Rob leave us already?
4: There's only the right people, and then there's the wrong people.
2: Oh, Lord. We don't want to
4: say which one is which.
2: (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) This is why we have rule number one.
4: (laughs) But you're the one that broke rule number one.
2: I know, but now you're just breaking it again. The fourth well, you was you've dead. been
4: in poor health, so you <laughs> don't want to eat that new impossible whopper because that may just put you right over the edge.
2: Oh man. I tell you what, it was um it was scary. Going to the hospital sucks. Like going and getting needles and IVs and then they do this stupid stress test where <sighs> alright, so so anybody that knows me, Robin Brian know this explicitly. I don't like exercise. Uh, I I embody that of which that is lazy. I freely admit this. When we do what we do with UCW, that's probably the extent of manual labor that I do for a month.
4: He ain't lying. I'm just saying. I'm being honest. He he carries a box, takes a 20-minute break. (laughs) Opens a box, takes a 40-minute break. Stan, get that plank of wood.
2: Yeah, I'll be right there. (laughs)
4: <laughs> Thinks about taking the stuff out of the box. Stan, get goes the rail. Find somebody else.
2: <laughs> Hand me that rail. What rail? <laughs> um,
4: but no, it's not in my contract.
2: <laughs> in all seriousness, I just wanted to point out and and really just kind of say, hey, my bad, because it really is my doing. I have just been trying to get myself back up to some standard of normal, and uh, you know, I appreciate my buddies here, my partners, being patient with me and letting me get myself back up to snuff. But I am damned excited because we have had just an outpouring of really cool feedback from all of our listeners and our fans, and we just want to say I'm sure Rob and Brian agree. Thank you so much, and we are definitely excited to be back with each and every one of you. And uh,
3: I think we should take this time that the three of us have discussed certain things. Uh Uh-huh. Some things we're going to go back to the way we used to do it. Uh, We may call the pay-per-view from time to time. Um, You know, we're going to get back to some oddball news. You know, not necessarily just the WWE or AEW. You
0: know, we may
3: draw from New Japan or TNA or even the local indies a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, the... Uh, what we call that discussion we had the other day with uh, if the Undertaker had gone to WCW? Remember that one a few weeks ago? Ah, yes. Know?
2: Our what-if conversations, yes. You know, what-ifs. And we're
3: going to cover some uh, progress, wrestling crates, some games coming out. Yeah, we're going to try and bring, uh, broaden the horizons there for you.
2: Absolutely. And, hey, we want to give a special shout-out and thank you to our two official partners, I'm very excited to unroll this. This one, um, you know, I, I, I unroll, s- roll out,
4: Unpow- unroll, unveil,
2: unveil. Thank you, unveil. <laughs> there you go, Rob, Rob, the wordsmith of corner to corner. Um, proud to announce our partnership with two of my favorite wrestling news websites: NoDQ.com and LordsOfPain.net, of course. Lords of Pain has a special place in my heart giving me a start for my wrestling writing career as far as what you folks may have not seen just yet as Corner to Corner, but that's actually where Corner to Corner started. Corner to Corner used to be a weekly column on net, and they gave a young, um, obnoxious wrestling fan a chance to write out uh, his opinions and, and give him a chance to have a platform. So thank you very much to both of them. Um, And you will see officially their news feeds, their Twitter feeds, on our wrestling news portion of our page. It stays updated all the time, real time. We've also got links to AEW and WWE. Um, I am going to be expanding that out as far as who we put on there, but I wanted to make sure our first four, our top four accounts were listed on the news feed first. But...
3: We should also extend that opportunity to any... any promotion out there that wants to hop on board. There's no time like the present.
2: Absolutely. We love wrestling, period. And it's not just one company. Yeah, we, we've talked about a ton of companies, and we've talked about the big two. Don't get me wrong. We have. And we we will still cover the news. But at the same time, if you are a up-and-coming, upstart promotion and you need attention, well, who better then, your boys, right here, the triple threat to give you some shameless plug and promotion. We got a contact page, and it even has a slot for you to say we got some suggestions and recommendations. It's your chance, right? It's your chance to get involved. And then, of course, we are going to thank our friends and very close to our heart. UCW is one of our other partners as well, proud partners of C2C Radio. So, thank you so much. Have I
3: finished and all the shameless plugs? Make them out to uh, B.P. Taylor, and don't let the other two have any.
2: Oh, hey, 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 hey. Have you guys – I know that you guys are as plugged in as everyone else is. Have you guys seen Justin Credible's videos on Twitter where him and the Sandman are basically doing odds and ends? (laughs) No. So – here is this is what we're going to start with because this cracked me up first thing this morning. Just incredible who, um, here's a guy ECW legend. At some point or another, I think from his work, possibly will see the Hall of Fame. I would say if ever there's an ECW wing in WWE, which I think is highly possible, I think he would get in for that. Um, and the Sandman. I mean, come on! It's the Sandman. How's the Sandman not going to get into the Hall of Fame, right? Come on. Maybe it's the Sandman. Come on, it's the come Sandman. On. Yeah, really. So we got the Sandman and we got Just Incredible hanging out, just doing all kinds of crazy odds and ends. And one of the things that uh, one of the things they do is here's here's a shot here, in the, and you can catch this on the Twitter feed. I'll try to throw a plug out there. Uh, In the next 15-20 minutes. I'm just trying to track it down. Of them playing golf. And there is nothing more comical. And absolutely ridiculously entertaining. Than the Sandman hitting a chip shot. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to point that out. I think that Just Incredible and the Sandman have perhaps the next big thing. When it comes to YouTube videos. And it's all it is, is <laughs> just incredible. The Sandman. It's like the wrestling odd couple, only ECW style. <laughs> but it's great. He does a, uh, he does a bit where he knows like, a uh, I guess a carny trick with the machines, the little quarter machines where you put the quarter in, you turn the knob and you get a prize. So the Sandman has figured out how to gimmick the system. I mean, who knew? Right. Um, and apparently he's like, all right, I want you to pick out one of the prizes in the middle of the, of the container there. Tell me which one you want. So you hear Justin Incredible because he's the one holding the phone doing the filming. He's like, uh, give me that orange one, that orange container with the eyeball. He's like, okay, no problem. So he does this thing with the container, and he taps on it a couple times, and he puts the quarters in, turns the knob orange with the eyeball. I'm not there's no evidence that I could tell of any kind of stop cut or anything like that where they were piecing it together through Photoshop or anything like that I mean could it be that the Sandman and Just Incredible might be the two most entertaining people on the internet right now Magic. it is absolute gold it's gold Jerry (laughs) that's
3: great I'm gonna check
2: that out you definitely want to worthwhile.
3: Loads of fun. <laughs> Watching Load. him hit
2: the chip shot is the best, though.
3: <laughs> it, did he dress up?
2: No, it's just, it's just um, him and, and Justin in, like, their normal clothes. <laughs> There's nothing, like, out of whack for it. There's nothing abnormal. It's just the two of them bopping around town, I guess, before a show where they were both booked. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just shooting the breeze, you know, playing golf. Who do? Playing basketball or, or whatever. I never knew the Sandman even was all that athletic outside of wrestling by the way.
3: Oh yeah, I mean there you have to be a certain certain little bit athletic to, you know, to do that. I am not. Well, I others that
2: are. <laughs> I'm just saying if they want to do a YouTube show We'll be happy to plug it right here. Plug it. This week on Justin Incredible and the Sandman. <laughs> we bring... we That's a t-shirt idea.
3: Oh, what, this week on Justin and the Sandman?
2: It, Justin and the and Sandman. The... <laughs> Only if yep, they have like there's... an old classic, old-timey kind of theme.
4: Mr. Incredible Sandman. Sandman show.
2: The Incredible... Sandman show.
3: No, see that. I think that means like one of those old timey nineteen seventy. Uh, Good God! The just incredible and the con- and the um, beer uh Sandman Happy Hour extravaganza or something.
2: <laughs> the Super Happy Fantastic Show.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think. The- <laughs> Long and drawn
2: out. <laughs> yeah, that's that's something's got to happen. It's it's got to be done because the faster it happens, the easy the easier it gets for everybody mm-hmm. else to be entertaining.
3: So, I'm sure you all got that little ding. Indeed. You want to cover that?
2: Do we cover that? We definitely should. Let's talk a little bit about what's about to unfold on Wednesday nights. Now, it was sent to us by a couple of different people, Facebook and Twitter, both with special requests of what we should discuss with our season premiere, and that would be the what appears to now be almost uh, a guarantee of the Wednesday Night Wars. Now, how it unfolds, who knows? I'm still not sure how it's all going to look. But I can tell you this, it's getting interesting. And one of the most interesting pieces, we just got uh, a ding from from one of the bosses, from the head man, telling us about Tony Schiavone, the silver tongue Tony Schiavone, as Dusty Rhodes would say. Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes. Who is confirmed to have signed with All Elite Wrestling. Let's uh, go to the scoreboard here, by the way. All Elite Wrestling has signed Jim Ross, Golden Boy, Tony Schiavone now. They've got uh, Excalibur, and they have Alex Marvez for their announcing crew. I mean, is there really anybody else that they need to have?
3: All right, so... I wouldn't go no further right now than I think Ross and Shivani. Okay. Uh, just because when you to me when you add Shivani to the mix, you really don't need no more than that. Shivani and Ross. But just like other promotions in today's society, they like to have that third. So I'm just not sure if there's going to be. Four plus. I think it would be two or three is what I'm hoping for.
4: Could you see what I just thought about was like Jim Ross does the play-by-play that he's known for and Shivani does more of a Mean Gene Okerlund type role of the interviews and that kind of stuff.
3: Ooh, so he does interviews and not Commentary,
4: yeah.
2: Well, if you recall, Shivani did start off as one of their interviewers rather than just play-by-play or color commentary.
4: Because my other well, thought was no, that's
3: that's not true. Because um, in the NWA, when they would record in studio,
4: mm-hmm.
3: you had uh, uh, what was it, David Crockett and Tony Shivani at that little stand-up table, you know. Oh, yeah, the best set ever. Yeah, the best set ever. Yeah, the greatest set ever. But they would do commentary while the match was going on. So they would do in-studio, and then they'd also conduct the interviews. So he's been doing it for a very
4: long time. I just think it gives them, one, it gives them depth. Mm. You know, because I think also you know, it depends on their schedule, you know, but I think it gives them depth. But also it gives them flexibility in what they can see. But then you've got two of the mainstay voices of wrestling. Cause mm. If you think Jim Ross, you also think Tony Schiavone. If you're yeah. a diehard NWA fan, so you think Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone. And now it's like, well, holy crap. Like, you know, like... Here? Yeah, so for it's me... Like,
3: it, it, what if else? I can't have, if I can have Ross and Jerry Lawler, give me Ross and Tony Schiavone.
2: And I'll be happy.
4: Yeah. What are you typing, man? I,
2: I th- I'm just typing up a, a tweet, trying to keep people informed. Are you saying really that loud? Well? Yeah. I right. yeah. have, have to be calm with that. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize it was picking up like that. I'm like being all careful too.
4: My, like in, my in my ear it sounds like you're like slamming the keys. Yeah. wow.
2: Well, uh well we definitely don't want that going on.
4: Not to put like not let see anybody behind, you know, people getting to see behind the curtain. Sorry.
2: Uh you already busted up the fourth wall before. Daggone gone it. <laughs> That stupid fourth wall, always getting busted.
3: Let's see, we got Moxley now being hurt for all out.
4: got Mercer.
3: Mercer and the elbow.
4: That is,
2: that's actually what he had when he was uh, injured before, the last time with uh, WWE, right? He hurt his elbow mm-hmm. during a match, and then they found out he had staph infection, right?
3: Was it him? I believe it was him. Yeah. Yeah, I believe it was him. Because I think he even says it in the interview that this has happened before.
4: Yeah, he said this is another case. It's 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 the worst timing, and I'll still be there, but I just won't be in a match. Right. Yeah.
3: No. however, I wouldn't put it past him for this to be some kind of rouge, and have Jericho, uh, not Jericho, but uh, uh, Omega fight somebody else only to have him come down and beat up Omega.
4: You mean like a Midnight Rider type thing? <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Black Scorpion. We so, stick it with the old school here. You know, like he beats this guy down and then it turns out or Moxley, you know, is in the mask and beats down Omega and everybody's like, "Why is this guy? We don't even know who he is." Yeah. The old rope dope. That's Moxley. Oh my god. Can you just hear Savannah's now? What in the world?
5: <laughs>
3: and then, uh, see what else? Phoenix, I think it was Phoenix. May have st- an injury, but has come and said that he's okay.
2: So there was a rumor that he had a broken leg. And in the midst of this broken leg debacle, um, apparently, Big Time Wrestling had him booked for another show in Connecticut. And in the process of, uh, as all this news is breaking loose, because, of course, it happens, well, the the report comes out almost at the same time that Dean Ambrose's, geez, I, I, oh, damn it, John Moxley's elbow injury is getting reported, and Moxley is coming out admitting that he's not going to be at all out. Um, at the same time that this goes on, we've got Phoenix's reported injury happening. <laughs> And Big Time Wrestling comes out and says, you know what, it is actually, you know, he's coming in and he's going to be fine. You know, he's we got him booked and he's going to be okay. So it, there was a lot of uh, confusing news going on th- that entire time that, that Moxley was admitting that his elbow was messed up. Yeah. Thanks,
5: but I think Phoenix is
3: okay, hopefully. Close your fingers. Because that would really suck for a pay per view to be not down just one match, but two.
4: Especially when it's like you haven't, you know what I mean. Like, we got these guys, but we've been letting them do shows everywhere else. and Now they're not available for the show. We need them hmm
3: Although Omega and, and
4: Pop hopefully is going
3: to be really good.
2: So I mean, what could there have been a better a better replacement for them?
3: No. Aries, maybe? CM Punk?
2: Oh, okay. Much. All right, now you're just toying with my emotions. the Punk out there.
3: <laughs> it wouldn't have, I don't think there would have been many good quality replacements from, un, you know, like unsigned people that you could have brought
2: in. Yeah, I can't really think of anybody else you'd be able to have. I mean, Austin Aries, though, would it be a great match. Austin Aries and Kenny Omega?
1: Mm-hmm, yeah. Well, you know,
4: they probably got some cards up their sleeve that they could, you know, oh, well, we weren't going to bring you, we weren't going to unveil them to here, so up, we'll have to speed it up and bring them out here. Um, but...
3: Yeah, and speaking of unveiling, Piper's daughter is in the, uh, what do you call it tournament again?
2: The Casino Battle Royale, or Casino Royale Battle Royale, yeah, that thing. Who knew? I, I didn't even know that she was actually a wrestler. I didn't even know that she was trained. Like, not even a little bit. Yeah. So, so that caught me by surprise. Did so, you
4: see uh, see Austin Aries and Jim Cornette go at it on Twitter?
3: <laughs> when is Cornette never gone at it with somebody? <laughs>
2: Cornette seems to be just, like, the focal point for every wrestler that wants to kind of make their statement. They just go after Cornette.
4: Because they know he'll come back at them. But then the problem is he comes back at them with, all, with both barrels of Cornette, and then they can't keep up. Because then it just turns into, oh, Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I'd hate to be on the other end of
4: one of his tweets. Yeah. Because apparently it was over... Cornette had said something about MLW and the way things were going. And then Austin Aries chimed in and was like, you've had your say... You know, you've had your chance while you were there and you didn't say anything to me. So don't come on this and try to make a name for yourself or something Mm -hmm. like that.
2: Well, I mean, I don't know that there's a person I would want to, like, really want to get into a debate with through Twitter or otherwise, but if you had to pick one, I'm not going to pick Jim Cornette as the guy. Because he's just, he's forgotten more about wrestling than I could ever really bring to the table. I mean, it would just be foolish, in my opinion.
4: Well, if you're going to pick a fight with somebody on Twitter to, you know, like, a name a person, you get somebody who's not on Twitter all the time. Uh, also true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like,
2: also true. <laughs> like
4: you get one of those people that may see your tweet and say something to you, but then forgets it in the other 600 he gets. You know. Although. But he sits there, and I swear, Jim Cornette, once you say something, he sits there and likes it. So then he sees everything you say. You know, like.
3: Yeah, although, if we're going to pick on somebody, we might as well just go right for the top. So, Stan, if you want to slide me your uh, Twitter login, I'll take care of that right now.
2: Uh, no, we don't need to do that. <laughs> let's, let's not go
4: that direction. Stan <laughs> from Krypton says, Who do you in the blue hell think you are?
2: Hey, 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 hey. First and foremost, out of out of respect for the requests that I've gotten multiple times, my Twitter is no longer Stan from Krypton. What? Yep, yep. It's just at Stan Grub.
3: Well, I'm
4: not changing mine. Oh, Professor, <laughs> take you me. Stan got tired of when he'd give it out, and like when he when somebody be like, "Hey, so what's your what's your Twitter handle?" Stan from Krypton.
3: What are you twelve? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'd be like, "Only Superman survived Krypton."
4: Yeah.
3: and Supergirl. Not either one.
2: Or am I? Dun dun
4: dun. No true Superman fan would. Hey, homage to that, please.
3: Mm-mm-mm.
4: Shameful. All right. Sorry, Sam.
2: No, no, no. Go ahead. I'm just letting you guys, you know, say what you got to say.
4: Joe Chester is
3: flipping over in his grave. <laughs> and that is that Simon and Chester And they make him... Them-
4: uh, no. Simon and Schuster is a publishing company. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who made them? So, it was pretty sure it
3: was
4: two guys, wasn't
2: it? Jerry Siegel and Joel Schuster. Uh, Joe Schuster. No,
4: sorry. I, I was close. Brian had it, and you're making him look like he didn't. <laughs> Wait a minute, I? I? Aren't you the
2: one that said that Simon and Schuster, or whatever, was the uh, the publisher? Episode. I'm tweeting Cornette right now. Let's see? Thanks, Rob. Way to go. It's not my Twitter handle. I don't care. You <laughs> suck. So, so, wait a
4: minute. Rob Stan's gets to do say- it,
2: and now it's me who pays the
4: price for it? Stan's going to wake up with 20,000. <laughs> because, see, the thing about Cornette, it's not only that Cornette will will, will come at you, it's the entire cult of Cornet that will come after you as well.
3: that and uh, whoever keeps sending me this bogus app store about modern combat 5 uh, you can stop
2: it. modern so when
3: you started in English and then it goes to German you all bull crap <laughs> what
2: modern combat five
3: yeah modern combat five I've gotten it all day long they're just trying to get my digits
2: where, where has this been coming from?
3: I don't know. Put on my email. Just keep ah, okay. Popping up. All right, well. ISIS, what? I'll have no parts in your shenanigans.
2: Not today, ISIS. That's right. Not today. Not today. They paying the price. All right, so uh, now we're on the on
3: on AW. hmm What about, about the war? What do you think that's going to look like?
2: So... That is like the million dollar question right now Because First off, let's talk a little bit about Kind of the background of it Uh, AEW has announced For What's it been, two months now? Of getting ready to be on the air for Wednesday night starting October 2nd So
3: Which, which, Which Some of us will be Watching in DC
2: Oh, that's right C two C will be in attendance in Washington, DC, when all elite wrestling makes history. And as it stands right now, it should be us and all the ticket scalpers.
3: Well, I I I I heard <laughs> that t- ticket scalpers are now regretting what they have done. Because now some of the tickets supposedly are going for as low as eight bucks. Yeah. So Good for you, Ticket Scalpers. Suck on it.
2: Yeah, the, I don't understand where where it came to be that, you know, you got to buy up all the tickets if you're a Ticket Scalper. I get that you want to get a portion and resell it. That, I understand it. I don't like it, but I understand it. But, like, the amount of tickets they apparently bought was, like, somewhere over 4,000 tickets.
3: Yeah, they bought a lot.
2: So they bought 4,000 tickets, and, you know, AEW, of course, celebrates a, a sellout, which, hey, call it what you want, that's technically a sellout, period.
4: Yeah, to so them, they ain't got no seats left. Right, right. That,
3: that is no different than what the WWE was doing, and I, well, I maybe WCW back in the heyday. Yeah. But, I mean, WWE was such a hard ticket to get a hold of. Mm -hmm. I mean, if y'all remember, we did go see a lot of WCW shows. And it took till the the Attitude Era was almost up for me to go to my first WWE show. Right. That's how hard those tickets were to get a hold of. And we have multiple arenas near us, you know, well within driving distance. Mm -hmm. And they were just such a pain to get a hold of.
4: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's always, been, but they do it, it's done for every sporting event out there. You know, I mean, every concert, the bots come in, they buy the tickets, and then they resell them for twice the value, mm-hmm. you know?
3: Yeah, so, but they're stop now, because I hear they're taking a pound on the second-day
4: market now. Well, like Garth Brooks, when he had his concerts, he did every show was like 35 bucks. Like, it didn't matter if you wanted to sit on the floor, if you wanted to be in the bleachers or whatever. But then, you know, you'd go to the secondary market because, obviously, they'd sell out within minutes. And then it's like, oh, well, they were $35 for that, for StubHub, you know, or whatever. Ticket Cheaptickets.com or whatever.
2: So, here's, here's what I can remember. So, October 2nd is when the show actually will... Well, air live yep. from Washington, D.C. on TNT. Uh, yep. Brian, you both you and I were trying to lock down tickets the day they went on sale. What day was that?
3: Uh, I don't remember the exact day, but uh, on that particular day, the uh, robots basically shut down the ticket office. Yep. Just... Literally shut it down, and then um, I went to I think after about an hour and a half, I finally went to this to StubHub and purchased mine. Mm-hmm. And they were still cheaper than what I was going to pay, mm-hmm. um, but it's just in a different section, so I was going to pay more to get down to the spot where we uh, used to sit at Starcade. Mm-hmm. Um, But I'm in the same, I'm just the next uh, bowl up as opposed to uh, sitting there. So it's going to be roughly the same seats because that arena is, especially when you get to the, the seating, not the floor seats, but the actual seating,
5: mm-hmm.
3: it doesn't, I mean, it's very, very, um, uh, what word am I for here it's not like it goes backwards right so the decks all end at the same spot so I'm just more elevated than where I would have been
5: mm-hmm.
3: you know it's not like a football arena where the decks go you know keep going backwards into the air this is pretty much a, more of a straight up and down style arena so
5: yeah so I
3: had to get mine on the secondary market I still got them for cheaper than what I was going to pay, so I'm okay with it.
2: So I went to um, vividseats.com. This is one of the many different ticket outlets you can find. There's ridiculous amounts of websites, so I don't know if it really matters which one you
0: Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? <laughs> of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink.
1: And right now, a small Minute made slushy is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer.
5: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
1: Hurry into Mattress Firm. For a limited time, save up to $500 when you get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchases up to a $4.99 value. Or get up to 60% off America's top-rated brands like Sealy Queen mattresses starting at $279.99 or Sleepy's at $169.99 in stock for fast delivery only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details.
2: But, so I just went to this one just now just to take a look, and I actually looked at this yesterday, so this is actually even funnier to me now. So yesterday when I looked, you could get floor seats, row E, for $236 a piece. Now, floor seats, when they went on sale, were $250 a piece. So they're already under marked, right? Mm -hmm. Now... And is less than, yeah, this is less than 24 hours. Now they're 208. That's a yeah, stiff jump or a drop, honey. I mean.
3: yeah,' it'll, it'll still go. I mean, I think based off of certain factors, they jumped on it
5: mm-hmm.
3: and then you know again, this isn't the WWE. I think the WWE would you would still have the secondary market hold its value with this being the first show of a brand new promotion, Mm
5: -hmm.
3: you know, nobody really knows what to expect. So you probably not going to have a lot of people that are willing to pay secondary prices. Right. And I don't, you know, I don't blame them. Um, you know, I, I would be remiss if I let history pass me by and not jump at this, considering that, you know, for the last God knows how many years, I've been on the soapbox,
5: you know.
3: Right. Beat my chest, stamped as hard as I could about this, and so you know I'm I'm cool, but uh, you know again I Philly is the following week. I think it's Philly.
2: Yep, Philly, and then, and then uh, uh, Boston. Yeah, Boston.
3: Yeah, so Philly. Their tickets are dropping on the secondary market, not quite as bad as D.C. Boston's apparently is holding strong. Um, So hopefully after about the fourth or fifth show, the scalpers will just go away. You know, hopefully you'll get some, you know, maybe. But it won't be like, you know, they literally just shut down Ticketmaster's phone line. Computer
2: app mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it's one of those things where you know it's going to happen. You know you're going to see ticket scalpers go out there. It's it's expected, but at the same time, I don't know that anybody anticipated the volume of what we saw, at least with with the D C ticket dates. But Boston and Philly apparently are seeing a similar drop in in dollar value, but Pittsburgh and Charleston, West Virginia um, those are, I don't think, yeah, are they on sale? Let me just take a quick look. Um, they are on sale currently, and you can still get, this is uh, for Peterson Event Center in Pittsburgh, get really decent seats for 50 20 bucks. 20 So, pricing on them, the tickets are priced right. These events are going to draw. I, I have no doubt in my mind that we will see we will see solid shows. Sorry, I got the hiccups all of a sudden.
3: Yeah. Again, I just, I think the first few, you have to get through the scalpers. Mm
5: -hmm. And
3: then once the scalpers realize, well, you know, that was kind of dumb for me to spend, you know, $10,000 expecting $20,000, and now I'm shelling out $6,000. You know what I'm saying? They're taking a loss. And once they figure that out, they'll stop buying so many of these tickets. I mean, again, it would be just like any NFL game. You'll have some that are going to be sold, you know, at the location. You know, you'll have some on StubHub, but it won't be like this this first go-round.
4: Right. Well, I also think it's going to be AEW stepping in, and I think that's what's happening with these other venues is they're stepping in, keeping, you know – their governing people are actually taking a better stance at it because just like anything, it's up to the talent, you know what I mean? Like, if you come in and say, all right, well, this is what all my stuff's going to get, and then they don't do it, I mean, AEW can take their ball and go home, change venues, you know? But, I mean, Ticketmaster rules the world, you know, but, um, but I think you'll see, as Brian said, it'll it'll start leveling out. It's a new thing. Um, I would have thought, and I thought that the show in DC sold out quick, but then come find out that oh, it's all bots. But hey, that happens with all kinds of shows. Um,
2: well, I mean, I imagine it happens with NFL games, Super Bowl playoff seats. Uh, cool. Baseball, it, basketball.
3: It would happen. It may happen with the playoffs, right? Right. But the average, let say Washington uh, versus uh, Carolina. You may, you know, you may have an interest, but Washington versus oh, I don't know. Um, God, I'm trying to pick one to not sound too bad about it. Kinda can't use Cleveland no more, which is truly amazing. I cannot use Cleveland. Uh, um, the bills, you know what I'm saying?
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, you may not, the, the demand for scalping may not be that high. Right. You know? but, but if Cam comes to town, you're probably going to have more scalpers be like, or Dallas, Dallas shows up, you know, you're going to have the scalpers out there in droves trying to get as many tickets as possible. But Washington oh, yeah. versus the bills, yeah, it's Washington and the bills.
4: Well and also like you think like the big organizations like the MLB and the NFL and the NBA and those type they've kind of band together because of the whole scalpers and the and the bots you know mm-hmm. they've kind of banded together and formed their own ticket place where because you think about it most of those things are all season tickets you know and a lot of it is season ticket holders who don't want to go. And as a former season ticket holder, you know, like when you're selling them to your buddy, (laughs) you don't want to gouge your buddy, you know, but if you're going to sell it to a total stranger, hey, and we all know as a Redskit fan, Dallas games, Giants, Eagles all demanded a higher price than, and Pittsburgh demanded a higher price than like Brian said, the bills, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and so but those big companies stepped in and made their own official resale site and so what happened to the the secondary market is the secondary market can only market up so much because people can go to a place you know and get tickets for almost face value or do they go to secondary markets and go oh hey I'll get it from this guy you know Yeah, and that's what And that's what wrestling and other sporting events don't have is because, you know, obviously AEW right now, they're still kind of growing, so they can't be like, well, we're going to have our own ticket, you know?
3: Yeah, I mean, hopefully down (laughs) the line, AEW, I think Ring of Honor has it, and maybe the WWE, they'll either give you, like, the pre-sale codes, or, you know, like, I think Ring of Honor has the Honor Club
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Which buy tickets early or something like that um, so hopefully they'll look into something like that somewhere down the line for their uh you know die hard fans and uh you know, I think that that'll be good if they can come up with something like that.
4: Call it the Taylor club since you thought of it
3: oh I'm sure they're way ahead of me. <laughs> I'm sure they're just biding their time.
2: I mean, just as an example, even if you go over to, like, I just looked it up on eBay. You can get Section 101 for 249 for two tickets. Still a markup, by the way. Um, but, you know, the market of it, the value of it is going to topple. Anytime you out, out-purchase pretty much your market, you're, you're going to stick yourself with, with the uh, price tag, and you're going to end up eating everything yep. that you don't sell. But look
3: at where you said that was sold on.
2: Well, it's eBay.
3: Right. So that that's that's not a pro scalper. That's somebody that got lucky and either can't go mm-hmm. or well, I'm gonna buy this and then I'm a price gouge them, and I lay money that you check it. You know, before you go to the show, that ticket will still be sitting there.
4: And I guarantee you, you buy it, you'll be sitting next to the person who sold you the ticket. Probably (laughs) (laughs) he bought four. He's using two. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
3: It's like when I I don't think it'll sell on eBay. I think it'll sit there. I think people don't
4: buy tickets on eBay anymore.
3: Yeah, who bought? Yeah, who buys them off eBay? (laughs) So
4: if you're gonna buy them, you got to buy them some reputable places. You know, you're gonna get your tickets.
2: I would I would feel uncomfortable buying tickets from anybody on eBay. I would probably end up going through like a at least a professional looking website first before eBay. But I don't know. I mean, I've I've ever I don't think I've ever really had a bad experience off of eBay. So I
4: don't know. I guess it ought to kind of. But depends. I mean, you look. I mean, you look. All the all the big things have had ticket issues lately. So I mean, it's not just wrestling; mm-hmm. it's everything. true true you know i mean people are just people are getting smarter now in the age of technology you know back five years ago four years ago when you sat by your phone and you're like all right tickets come on sale or you can get on the internet and hopefully it doesn't crash you know but (laughs) nowadays with phones and all kinds of things i remember trying to buy tickets for events and being on my phone my wife's on her laptop we're on something else, and we're all trying to find seats for things. It's like, and all of a sudden, they're gone, magically. You know, like, what?
2: So, we, we've we talked about the, the tickets, right? We've talked about how scalpers went out there and, and basically overdid it. Now we look at what some are calling a predatory business practice. And I use that specific word, wording, phrasing, because that's what I've read the most of on Twitter, Facebook, and a few other spots. So, doesn't matter who we go with first on this, but I wanted to go ahead and talk about this. Did WWE, in making their choice to put NXT on on USA September 18th, in the same time slot that that AEW will be in, did WWE do this in a way to hurt All Elite Wrestling? Not compete, but to truly hurt them.
4: I think they did it as a distraction.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, it's a distraction technique of, like, everybody loves NXT, you know? I mean, there's not many wrestling fans out there that don't, prefer the NXT brand over the regular brand. Uh, So, this is WWE's way of saying, have your fun, but here's what you love, and it's going to be on USA. You know? Um, So, I mean, I think it's... I kind of think it's too much, in my personal opinion. You know, I think WWE's just they're falling follow, they're into the same footsteps that WCW did during the wars, you know?
5: hmm
4: And I was kind of thinking, you know what? You bring AEW on, let them have their own, let them have Wednesday, you know what I mean? Right. You know, but the powers that be, the ones that make more money than I do, that have more say than I do, <laughs> um, have decided, you know what, we're not even going to give them their night. We're going to put something on opposite of their night. You know? And do I think it'll work? Nope. Do I think that if Vince gets his hands in NXT it'll ruin it? Yep.
2: <laughs> well, and that that's the next thing we'll we'll dive into here, but uh, let's let's slide it over to, to Brian. Brian, do you think that this was WWE looking to hurt all elite wrestling?
3: Alright, so I think I think for me personally mm-hmm. their failed attempt at this. Okay? Now, so, so hear me out. And okay. I think Rob has hit on this a little bit when Rob said this is what WCW did. Right? So WCW said, well, we're going to jump on you know we're gonna jump on this. We're gonna we're gonna attack the WWE. We know what we're doing. We've been doing it. We can take them on, right? So, somebody tell me between the two of y'all, mm-hmm. what their roster looks like the the NXT. Somebody name after you do the undisputed error.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So that's probably first. Organa would be next.
2: Somebody Velveteen Dream.
3: Before. Okay, the Velveteen Dream. Matt Riddle. Okay, Matt Riddle. Keith okay. Lee. Keith Lee. Okay. Castor Sono. Okay. The Prophets. Uh, nope. Nope, 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 nope. No. You can probably take them out of there. Because they've been appearing where lately?
4: But so they're the champs.
2: Uh, are we doing spoiler radio?
4: No. Okay, no spoil-
2: not get in that I, conversation. By you calling spoiler
3: radio, I think we just pulled it.
2: <laughs> Damn
3: it. I ruined it again. So anyway, so gonna- <laughs> the profits are out because they're probably going to Raw or SmackDown in the very near future. And I would venture to say a couple of the others will go too because it's almost that time of year. All right? Mm-hmm. So, if we don't bring anybody down from Raw or SmackDown, which they shouldn't because Raw and SmackDown are very not in a good place right now and mm-hmm. you need all the help you can get up there, you have NXT. And NXT is going to compete against AEW on guys about the same level.
2: So, what I'm saying? You're talking about talent on the same level as AEW's talent? Yes. Okay, okay. I'm just making sure I'm on the same page as you. Right.
3: Because, on one hand, you have Adam Cole. Right? On the other hand,. You have Kenny Omega. of Johnny Gargano. Cody Rhodes. Even if you wanted to use Fish and O'Reilly, you have the Young Bucks. Okay? So that takes care of those four. Right? Jericho and the Velveteen Dream.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay? Let's not forget Phoenix. And Pentagon. Let's not forget Darby Allen. Let's not forget the hottest heel in the world right now. MJF! Okay. So, for those of you who think that the WWE is just going to come in there and just literally steamroll AEW, you're out your mind. Kenny Omega has strung more five-star matches together than the entire NXT roster combined in the last few years. Gargano, I think, has one. Cole, maybe the other. Anybody else?
2: So, what about... Did you say Champa? I'm sorry.
3: Well, yeah, but he's hurt. You he can't really count it. Um,
2: well,
3: let's not forget that at one time, Gargano and Ciampa were... On Raw and SmackDown. So, Corgana goes back to NXT for a reason. Okay? And it's to give Adam Cole somebody to fight. Because for whatever reason, they don't think the rest of them may not be ready to go. But who's to say that come Friday nights on SmackDown, Fox doesn't say, I want both of these guys. So now the roster is getting a little bit diluted because some of the guys that aren't as well known now have to pick up the slack. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Triple H. Let's take Triple H. Right? So we all we've all touted what he's done in NXT, right? But let's not forget he also helps on raw. And he helps on scratch. Smack- Triple H has got to make sure not one, not two, but three shows look good plus a pay-per-view. Four shows compared to two with AEW. You see, it's not as easy as it's the WWE and NXT. Yeah. It's, It's not that easy. And they're in a prime spot to get knocked down a peg if they can't produce. Because now the big light is on them. And you're talking to people that are <coughs> used to stadiums of 10, 15, 30,000 people. Some of them are more used to the 100, 200-seat stadiums. Now the big light's on them. And it may not be as cheery for NXT as what people are saying.
2: So, I mean, part of that's actually an interesting take because I hadn't really thought of it in that regard. So some of these guys could be, uh, I want to say this as politely and kindly as possible, but just not ready for prime time. Correct. Now, now
3: we know there are a certain number of them. Mm-hmm. And I've been picking up even more off the off the. Indy scene in the last few months. Santana Garrett, I believe, has now been picked up to the, um, um, what's just Full sale. Uh, the, whatever, I'm having the brain fart. Performance, Wait, please. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Santana Garrett's been picked up. There's a few others been picked up. But are they just going to be turned, turned loose, right? Right. Or they, they learn the WWE way first. So it may take them six months to a year to even... Sh- show up on TV. Wow. So now we're about to find out if the undisputed air are truly going to earn that money. Because they're going to have to carry the show along with Gargano for a while and Velveteen Dream. And they're going to have to face pound for pound the best pro wrestler in the business today what some people call him in Kenny Omega Chris Jericho Cody Rhodes Dustin Rhodes, the Young Bucks, Phoenix and
2: Pentagon, the he the
3: greatest heel out there right now. Say
2: it. MJF. Yeah. I'll say it like that all day long too. <laughs> all, all day, all day, all Every day. day. <laughs> and my Lucha- hey, hey! Don't forget my favorite favorite wrestler over there, Lucha Luchasaurus.
3: Lucha Source. Jungle Boy. I mean, don't again, write. And now. Now the other problem too is they're going to come matches in AEW where they're going to do things like Ricochet does, mm-hmm. right? All the flip copies, as some people like to call it. Right? They're going to be doing that. Do you have people on the roster in NXT that can compete like that? You know, I mean. There's so many different avenues AEW can go because they're not in the they're not cornered by a sandbox created by Vince McMahon.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: They're not being told, you know, if if, if they're what they're telling the fans is, is true, go out out there and perform. We're not holding you back. Go be you, right? Right. We don't want you cookie cut. Whereas on NXT. Most of them are cookie cutters. They're NXT cookie cutters. That's why when they come to Raw or SmackDown, they can't get out of that mold. They're same cookie cutters. They're just a different brand, and Vince doesn't like
2: it. You know the the interesting parts about this, and and it's been a a multifaceted argument. And Brian, you brought it in the process or in the method that. Realistically, that's what, a, in my opinion, an all elite fan should say. Truly, because you can look at it as was this a, and this is what I've read, a predatory business practice. You can look at it that way and say, on the on the surface, yes, they're trying to cut the knees out from all elite. And on the surface, I can I can kind of see the argument, but I can also see, and this is something that uh, this came from Busted Open Radio. Bully Ray actually said this that it would be a foolish move to let a brand run unopposed in a marketplace. And I agree. Business-wise, you do want to compete because it's right. going to generate something, whether it's more interest, right. it's competition. So on that regard, I agree. But I also agree with you, Brian, because what you're going to find out here is that NXT – Well, and we, I think we all agree that we love NXT – uh, oh yeah. Yeah, I think we're in agreement there. So we're not putting down what they brought out, but what we are identifying is hey, for every Johnny Gargano, Thomas Tommaso Ciampa and Adam Cole, you've also got the Velveteen Dream who just now hit his stride. And how long has he been the Velveteen Dream? And you know, when does he get the call? That's also true because this is going the whole dynamic for WWE is about the change here in October anyway. Because when they go to Fox, they're about to find out very, very, I don't want to say harshly, but very quickly, that their world has changed. Because the split, the brand split, is a hard split starting in October. So, well, at least that's what Fox is alluding to.
3: Yeah, and I don't necessarily agree with the predatory practice. I would agree more with Bully Ranks. Right, I'm not gonna w run opposed, unopposed,
2: mm-hmm.
3: right? But I can't take Raw off of Monday nights, and Lord knows I cannot do anything with SmackDown because shortly after AEW starts, it's going to Fox and it's going to Friday night. Right. So what else can I do? I need. Okay, NXT, everybody's been yelling for you. Here you go. Here's a big opportunity. Right. However, there are glaring holes in NXT that nobody is currently looking at. Right? They probably have 50 people down there at the Performance Center. But you know how many you see on a regular basis? Maybe 10?
2: I was just about to say maybe 10 to 12, somewhere in that.
3: Right. So they can have... 50 people in the wings, it's just like pro football, right? Mm-hmm. If these 10 or 12 are the best ones you have on a 53-man roster, well, that's all you're going to see is these 10 or 12. But when one of those 10 or 12 goes down, you now have to supplement and bring up the next guy, and that next guy may be nothing like what you have, and that's where it's going to hurt you, because AEW, they're not restricted and bound by this. They're drawn from all over the place. They're right. going to bring something new. Right? They're going to age, you know, it from Japan or China and all this stuff. These are new styles. They're going to have people in the wings. And you're not going to be familiar with the ones that they got in the ring now. But they want you to learn. We're not going to hide them. You're going to learn about them. Whereas NXT, oh, you got 40 people sitting in the back.
2: Boiling their thumbs. I mean, there's been some moves from NXT that seemingly didn't make any sense during reading the taping results. But now that we know that they're headed to Wednesdays every week on USA, some of them do. Like, uh, Brian, I'm sure you've seen this. Rob, I'm sure you have as well. Fandango and Tyler Breeze seemingly are full-time on NXT again.
4: Yes. Yeah, I saw So well, but... when you think about it, you know, a business practice. I mean, if you have half the, I would say a, you know, a good percentage of the wrestling talent out there under contract, mm-hmm. spread them out. You know, but that also is one of my issues with them putting NXT on USA. Is will NXT lose its appeal of? This is where people get their foot in the door at WWE you know
5: yeah right
4: and then all right, if we're gonna bring people hey we're not using you know we're not using Tyler Breeze we're not using Fandango we're not using yes all these other guys we're gonna put them on NXT and then NXT loses its identity as standalone different next next great thing and that's what that's what I worry about if you know What's his name gets his hand in it?
2: Well, and then let's let's put it a little bit bigger of a wrench in the works as it is. So here's the most recent report that I saw three or four days ago. There is a rumor, and I, th- I want to stress that this is strictly a rumor, but there's a rumor that the boys over at 205 Live are going to be filtered over to NXT as 205 Live may end up no longer airing on the WWE Network.
3: All right, so let's just discuss that rumor, and let's go with the numbers I said. Okay. So now we're going to take additional 20 to 25 people and lump them into a program that, that only uses 12 people, right? 10 to 15 of those 205 Live guys normally get shown all the time right? Because everybody loves to a some of the rest of them, right? Are going to get thrown into the NXT mix. So that means the bottom guy, four or five guys, are now going to get shuffled back into that that deck. So if that's your rumor, I think that's, that's very wrong. You should spread them on all three. You can't take 15, 20 dudes and dump them into a roster that's already lined up, 50 people deep.
4: Well, and you know that if they get rid of 205 Live, at this point, Vince isn't there. Like, the machine is not going to let anybody out of their contracts. You know? No, as a matter
2: of fact, they're now they're now copywriting more and more people's names, trademarking more and more people's names. Matt Riddle's name, for example, just got trademarked by WWE.
3: well, for those on the indie circuit, go get your name trademarked
4: so it can't happen to you.
2: Agreed. That should be like
4: first. Ask Bret Hart. Ask Cody. Ask Bret Hart about that.
2: Ask the Ultimate Warrior. Ask Ryback. Maybe Nobody not our strongest. Nothing. Maybe really? not our strongest examples, but I'm just saying. Did you go know Ryback? Feed me more. <laughs> Ryback reads. And
3: again, so we're talking. NXT is now going to have to go from full sale, mm-hmm. right? There's no way you can put it at full sale on a regular basis on Wednesday night. No more. Right? You can't. Especially if you're going to take this on the road. You can't just film full sale every Wednesday.
2: Right? Yep, that's very true. You now
3: can't build the arenas like when we saw in in Richmond.
4: As I said, you're changing the product that people love that is NXT. Because you start traveling... You know, like if you start traveling like they're doing and that's one of the reasons some of the guys that are NXT, you know, you can't tell me that like Adam Cole and those guys who have been on the road and everywhere. It's not one of the allures of being, hey, NXT, we don't travel very much. You know, I get to be home, you know. Right. And yeah. right oh, wait a minute. Full You know, oh, wait, wait a minute. Now we're going to be right back and we're putting into the machine. You know, and and that's the thing. That's what I, I I hope doesn't happen, but
3: Listen, there is no doubt that's going to happen. The first the first show that's gonna get railroaded is NXT. The reason why is because NXT is probably gonna outperform Raw and SmackDown.
4: It always does.
3: Right. And now they have competition. So, which means they're probably going to be better than normal. But now Vince is going to eventually put his paws into it and say, "Well, I want Adam Cole to go to Raw. I want Roger Strong to go to SmackDown, and we're going to keep keep fishing O'Reilly on NXT." Sound familiar? That's Pretty what they do.
4: Well, and I think one of the things that I'm kind of looking forward to as the WWE, you know, as the WWE changes things like. I'm looking forward to him going, like, them doing the Fox thing. And I'm hoping that they say, you know what? They can't be that many people go. Because this whole brand thing, if you're trying to change the brand split, you know, you're trying to, like, I mean, good God. Every week, it. Well... There is you know, no brand split right now. And it's correct. annoying. And, you and know, it. here's
3: other little... Here's the other little... Un, uh, uh, Untalked about thing. So I want y'all to think about this, right? So let's go back to In Air Prime in in the 90s and early 2000s, where we were just swallowing up tickets right and left for these big shows, right? Raw or Smack or uh, Raw or WCW or whatever, right? We came to Northern Virginia, we went and saw it. Mm -hmm. Now, Now, there's a possibility that you could have Raw within a hundred miles of you, a W within a hundred miles of you, SmackDown within a hundred miles of you, and NXT. Any of those four at any 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 combination of those four at any one time, right? Who are you gonna pick? that because
2: that's the question you, isn't
3: it yes you could very easily be taken away from one because all right so let's take the three of us right look at it today i go <coughs> at w and least until at least they tell me otherwise i don't know what you two would pick but if raw was in dc aew was in the uh west virginia and NXT was in Richmond, right? Nice little triangle there.
5: hmm
3: Who are you going to go see? You only got room for one. You can't afford all the tickets. And two of them are on the same night.
2: Wow. Uh, and we're talking current rosters, right? Today. As of today.
3: Right here, right now. If it just happens to turn out that way one of these times, and I'm sure it will, because... Because the way they travel, you're going to get, say, one in Baltimore, one in West Virginia, and one in Richmond. All within driving distance of us. You only can buy one ticket, or you can only buy tickets to one show. Who are you going to buy?
2: Wow. I would probably, and and maybe it's just because it's the popular choice right now, but I would probably do AEW because okay. right now AEW is, is making history, so I'd want to be there for it. Okay,
3: so that's that's one for AEW. Okay, Rob?
4: Who's in Richmond?
3: Uh, I, it don't matter. We'll, we'll put NXT in Richmond.
4: Well, I'll probably go to Richmond.
3: Okay, so that's three tickets plus the extras on Wednesday nights. Wow. Not one of us would go see Raw. You could even flip it and have SmackDown in Baltimore instead of Raw.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Guess still not going to SmackDown? So eventually you may very well find that eh, what you did is going to hurt your main two shows because people can't afford to buy all these tickets. So now you got to learn to space out your shows. AEW is just like, well, I'm going to just go to whatever arena I want. But RAW is going to be this huge circle, running the country, and if you get too close to one spot within a certain amount of time, people ain't going to your show because they can't afford it. Hmm. Never thought about that, dude. No, a- little... all my little WWE bobblehead. WWE. <laughs>
2: uh, For those of you joining us, perhaps for the first time, you're going to hear the phrase WWE bobbleheads. (laughs) You're going to hear that come from Brian often. (laughs) I'm just going to put it up. (laughs) All the time, baby. It's tough because, like, all right, so if it's on a Wednesday and you've got a choice between seeing, um, you know, Cody and the boys, you know, in AEW versus... Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano and the Velveteen Dream and Matt Riddle, man, that's, I'm not going to lie, that's a tough choice. Because you get a chance to see on either show, at least right now, a great event, right? But to me, and this is where I, I tend to fall, it's AEW right now is making history. Like their first show in D.C., there was no way in the world that I was going to miss that. Like, Brian, you remember, I was, I mean, we, we talked to friends, I talked to my fiance. I'm like, one way or the other, I'm going to right. see this we show.
5: Were,
2: I mean, we were trying
3: to snag tickets and texting each other at the same time, and, yeah. I mean, we haven't done that in years.
2: No, no, and it's it's the idea that, and that's what makes this thing so cool. It's the idea of witnessing history. Like yeah. you you never know obviously at any point in time, but right now you've got a better chance of witnessing something truly historic and saying I was there when.
3: Right. And 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 again like they
2: have
3: pound for pound the best one in the business or at <laughs> least in one or two in the business in Kenny Omega, right? And we many Wrestle Kingdoms, right? Mm
5: -hmm.
3: We've watched the tournaments from over there. We've watched him. I've watched him for years. This guy is going to be taking a U.S. tour now with AEW, and you don't want to miss it. Right. Because he is prone for five-star matches.
2: I mean, imagine being there to witness something the magnitude of Omega and Okada for 45 minutes straight. Yeah. Like, being now, in the arena for that is just amazing, I'm sure.
3: Right. And now think about it. I want you to think about it. So, again, we I've talked about Omega. We've talked about Machi having the staff infection. Well, they couldn't have the pay-per-view match. Well, if he gets back, where's the most likely night they should have it?
2: in D.C. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, and there's so many different pieces of this. I mean, we could we could literally spend, if we really wanted to, we could spend two hours just unpacking what AEW is doing right now. I mean, if yeah. you really dig in deep to it, if you really dig into the ground level and even below the surface and do the, like behind the elites or being the elite of the road to All Out, the the different social media posts, the way that Cody and the crew have conducted themselves at their upfront, you know, meetings and, and press releases with all of the wrestling. Just the way that they've presented themselves from start to finish so far this is why there's so much excitement. Because it's just different. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be... And and I understand, and and part of me even agrees that there's a lot of similarity to how WCW did it, but only in regards to doing business. And that was what WCW was doing really well, by the way. It wasn't until Time Warner and AOL got their little mitts in there that WCW really started to truly fall apart.
5: Right.
2: Even towards the end, when... Uh, the Magnificent Seven, and you know some of the storylines towards the end of WCW. Even at that point, there was still good TV going on. Not great, but it was good. They had they had good moments. We I must mean, not forget Lance Storm. Yep.
3: When what he held six titles or whatever it was at one time. Yeah, he did held he call the T- Team title? Canada. Yeah. Title? They still should have given him the stupid title. That would have been great. To let them clean sweep everybody.
4: The U.S. title was the Canadian title. The cruiserweight title, I think, was the kilogram or something like that.
2: Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. What did Lance Storm call the WCW cruiserweight title?
3: But yeah, so so for my
2: for my bobbleheads out there, right?
3: For my bobbleheads. You know, I need to get one of the blank bobbleheads.
2: <laughs> Just put WWE's little logo yeah. On it. <laughs> yeah, put the logo on there. Just
3: right on their face, you know. But, so, it's not going to be easy to knock AEW down. The, WWE is about to make some stupid mistakes, and the first one is going to happen in September. Although it's good to give them competition, if you fold 205, you don't put your premier guys on NXT, you're watering down NXT to Rob's credit, and you're going to screw it up. And if you don't keep traction with AEW, Vince is not going to invest his money and time into NXT. Like he would a Raw or
4: SmackDown. It's not going to happen. Well, and I think that's one of the things that's been, you know, desirable for NXT for us, you know, wrestling fans that have grown up with WWE, have grown up with NWA, N- N- WCW. One of the allures for me for NXT is the fact that Vince isn't involved. You know, right. it's like, hey, this is WWE product without Vince's touch.
3: And it's a better
4: problem. And look how good it could be. So it gives you hope for the future of like, hey, this is what's going to be happening. But then, if Vince starts getting his hands in it, because even though they've said, all right, well, because even though they've said, all right, well, um, Eric Bischoff's in charge of SmackDown, and Paul Heyman's in charge of Raw. Like, I still hear that Vince is still on the phone. Like, nothing can be done without Vince's approval. So, I'm like, what's the point of having these other people there? They're just the fall guy. They're the scapegoat, you know? And,
3: you know, there is another forgotten brand up there. But eventually, they're going to see the need to bring over WWE UK.
4: NXT UK.
3: Yeah, whatever you want to call it. Well, both, yeah. Yeah. So that's going to water down NXT that much more because they're not going to have the 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 thought process to just take the best from 205 the best from NXT and the best from the UK and put them on one show. They're not going to have the thought process for that.
2: So before before we get into all out's predictions cuz that is next weekend so we do want to do our predictions for all out. Mm-hmm. Um I wanted to find and and I did find it. So Lance Storm's genius, in my opinion, in WCW, is unrivaled. And what he renamed the Cruiserweight Championship was the 100 Kilos and Under Championship. The Hardcore title was called the Saskatchewan Hardcore International title. And then, of course, Rob already had it. The U.S. title was the Canadian Championship.
4: And we miss you, Lance Storm, and all your titles. Yes, I mean, I still remember that to this day, where he came out and he's like, "You know what? I won this, but it needs to be up. I need to upgrade it, or I need to make it better." Right. Just like Landstorm's going to do, and then he pulled the sticker out, and I'm like,
2: "What? <laughs> that was pretty good TV." Because,
4: <laughs> like, that was one. Of, that still is one of my favorite belt designs.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Was that? You, and then, like, for him to take that big and put the Canadian flag, like, oh, what? Like that, that <laughs> happened. That just happened. So then we all waited. We're like, he's going to win the title. But then I think by then, hadn't they put it on Hogan or whatever? God, who uh, knows?
3: <laughs> I don't know if it was Hogan. But it was... It was... Maybe DDP or Booker or somebody like that. Because I don't know if Hogan...
2: Was Hogan even really around at that time? Uh, Towards yeah. the end, Hogan was kind of a... A passerby, I guess is the best way I can put it. He was there, yeah. but not very often.
3: Would that have happened after? I'm trying to remember because, you know, again, that's so old. I'm trying to remember if that would have happened after Hogan was basically uh, one-fingered <laughs> or you know, by Jeff
2: Jarrett. Here, pin me, Hogan. <laughs> that was, you know, that part of WCW... And I know a lot of people look at that as kind of like the beginning of the end for them. But to me, that part of WCW was the most entertaining because you really never knew what they were going to do next.
3: Oh, yeah, that was crazy. That really was crazy. I mean,
2: the one, the poke of doom, the finger poke of doom was like, what the hell just happened here? (laughs) You know, I mean, the Benoit's world champion one week and the next week he's on WWE. I mean, you had just craziness every week. That was... Maybe we see some of that, maybe, in the talent shuffle that happens as AEW grows. Because I, I have a feeling they are going to grow. I don't think they're going to fall like, what was that company down, out in Australia? WWA?
3: Yeah, but uh, you're talking about the one on the weekly pay-per-views?
2: Well, they didn't do weeklies, They did, but they did end up like getting folded into TNA or something.
3: Right, yeah. Well, I thought that's where TNA started was based off of that.
2: Well, that was it was the same group. So when TNA started, you had Jerry Jarrett and Dixie Carter working together thinking that there was room in the marketplace, and there was at the time, for a, yeah, a, they, an alternative.
3: Didn't they do the weekly paper? I'm pretty sure they did the they weekly did. paper. They
2: did. So what they did was – they took. They got together with the group that was working in Australia, and they started doing weekly pay-per-views for ten bucks a pop. Yeah. And to me, I still think that was some of the smartest business they could have done it back then. I don't know that that would work right now, because mm-hmm. you just have so much content out there right now. But it worked then, and it made money. At least, it, at least I thought it did.
3: Well, I mean, it, it probably carried them. Um until they became state side. Yeah. Because I mean, they t- were
2: operating out of uh, Tennessee. Yeah.
3: yeah. I mean, even even for four pay-per-views, week, four weekly pay-per-views, 40 bucks. that still probably was less than what you were paying for WWE.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because so, I think WWE was about $50 bucks back then.
3: Yeah. And I want to say I actually bought the one with Bret Hart Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was probably towards the end, more towards the end of that weekly pay per view stuff.
2: I bought a few of them, Rob. We watched a few of them, didn't we?
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, we watched a few. We watched some of the Sting appearances early on when Luger came out and kind of stunk up the joint, which was comical and sad. Um, then we saw. You remember
4: the? remember the Legends one we watched, where oh, somebody attacked wow. Tully Blanchard in the parking lot? <laughs>
2: Yeah.
3: Oh yeah. That wasn't that a, an actual pay per view? Yeah. It was,
4: it
3: was like a, yeah, but what did wasn't that supposed to be a show or something too? they were going to turn it into weeks? a
4: weekly thing, and then it was like that was
3: yeah, the one that,
2: where Jake Roberts showed up hammered, right?
3: Uh, I don't remember. I think wasn't Tony Atlas on it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yep.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of. kind of reminded me of what we saw in it, in Charlotte. You know
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hey you know what else I I remember seeing the other day The AWF American Wrestling Federation That was where uh, Tito Santana Was their champ
4: Nothing wrong with Tito
2: If
3: I could only remember All of these Wrestling promotions Because I used to find them Literally I would find them At like 3 o'clock in the morning Yep on some, you know, like 856 and a half channel, you know? I remember watching yeah.
4: Southside Wrestling. Southside Wrestling crazy. when I lived down south. And then, like, it looked like it was in some, like, garage. <laughs> but they had a TV deal and one row of people. Yeah.
3: Well, I, and that's like uh, championship wrestling from Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I used to watch watching that when I could find it. And they literally maybe had 20 people. Yeah. And they had two rows of, of seats at one side of the ring. And the other three sides were open that I could see.
2: And you had an announce table. And I it was you,
3: good. I
2: bet you guys don't remember the BET wrestling show.
3: BET
5: wrestling?
2: Yep. BET had a wrestling show. Now, it didn't last very long. <laughs> But they did have one. I don't
4: one. know if I saw that.
2: It was towards the late nineties, early two thousands. And he
4: Googled that shit. He don't know. No,
2: it. no, because their top guy was a guy named Solo. And he it was only on for maybe six months.
4: Hmm. I don't know if I saw
3: that. I may have seen it. I don't remember it.
2: I
0: remember I'm
3: telling you again, there were so many if you found the right channel. I mean, some of them would just be, I mean, like Rob said, in somebody's garage. (laughs) (laughs) They would have a TV deal at 3 o'clock in the morning. And by God, if I found it, I was watching it.
4: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I remember watching one. It was like recapped old mid-south or mid. It was like old mid-south, mid-Atlantic. Ricky Morton was Ricky Morton, but it was before he became the Rock and Roll Express Ricky Morton. Mm -hmm. You know, like it was, you'd see him and be like, he'd be arguing about something in front of some wood wall. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, oh, if you'd only knew what you'd be doing in a few short years, (laughs) (laughs) stay with it, man. That just reminds me of that.
2: There's that guy that, um, God, what's his, I can't even remember his name. He's a, he's a Ric Flair knockoff kind of guy. And he has his, his, uh, garage, Painted up as a wrestling arena, and he's got the, the arena set up, the layout of it set up so that it looks like there's people in the stands. So it's like cascading backwards, like it's an arena. <laughs> it's like this. That's pretty good. This guy's he's got issues.
4: <laughs> he needs to know that he, Somebody needs to get control of his bank account.
2: Oh, it's Paul Lee. That's his name. Nature Boy Paul Lee. <laughs> he's out in uh, Georgia and Alabama. Still swears up and down to this day, by the way, that the Rick, the Ric Flair image was given to him by the Nature Boy himself.
4: Ric Flair didn't give nobody nothing.
2: <laughs> I'm just,
4: I'm just telling you what the man said, man. <laughs> if anybody's ever read read the Ric, Ric Flair book or know anything about him, you know he didn't give nobody nothing, except maybe a beer.
2: <laughs> Let's Be- find the. A... Go ahead, Brian. Speaking of that, though.
3: Could you imagine if he did do it and and this guy Paul had it on contract? Oh and my every god. Time Ric Flair tried to be Ric Flair, he'd call him up and be like, Nope, mm mm, stop it right. <laughs> oh died. imagine if he
4: actually if he if he pulls it out, he pulls out the contract and be like, um yeah, WWE, you owe me back pay. Oh god. That's crazy. Every Only. figure, every shirt.
2: Only in pro wrestling. Could that happen? All
4: right, let's. Yeah,
2: let's... I was
5: going
3: to say a lot of things at like pro wrestling. It only happened in pro wrestling.
2: You're right about that. Let's go ahead. Let's dive into it. It's happening this coming Saturday. AEW All Elite Wrestling presents All Out. It is going to be emanating live August 31st from the Sears Center in Chicago. You can get it on Bleacher Report Live and, of course, traditional pay-per-view. I saw the price tag of it. I want to say it's still 50 bucks. Wrong. Oh, well, what? what you got for me? All right. So, anybody
3: out there listening, if you haven't ordered it yet and you're on Xfinity, because I can only speak for Xfinity, you better check real quick. Uh, last week... I think it was last week. Mm-hmm. Last week, maybe I was sitting at home. And I was looking on Twitter or Facebook or whatever have you, and this guy was just so happy and elated that he went to pre-order. Is uh, all out, and, and when he looked at the price, it was ten bucks on his Xfinity.
2: Did you lock it in at ten uh, bucks?
3: Well, he did, so then I kept reading it, and there were people that were a little, little perturbed because their Xfinity was saying 59.95 or whatever it is, and there were other people on different services, and they were like, nope, I can't find it for 10 bucks no more, so I was like, holy cow, there's no way the Xfinity here in Culpeper is still going to have that $10 price tag, so I opened it up, and I found me all out. And I have a ten dollar price tag. Really? Now, whether it stays that way or not, of course, is up to Xfinity. But I ordered it at ten bucks.
2: There you go. That a boy. That's how we cook with Crisco right <laughs> there.
3: That's right, Joe. So if you're if you're gonna
2: watch it, you better look
3: now, before they figure it out.
2: Instantly, I'm going to xfinity.com <laughs> <laughs> just to check because I gotta see this for myself. Just to check.
3: And, and again, I'm just going off of what these people are saying. I'm not in their living rooms, so I don't know if the people that were quoting fifty nine ninety nine were a different service, or if their Xfinity is diff- You know, somehow not tied into my Xfinity. Right. Maybe the dollars is the actual price. I don't know. So all I know is I hit pre order for ten dollars and nine asked for ten dollars. Maybe it was nine ninety
2: nine. 99 something like that.
3: It's not
2: 60 bucks. Well, we do know for a fact that the corner-to-corner crew will be watching all out. We know that for sure, whether it's getting all of our children together and making as much noise as possible at Brian's house. Yay! Or, or doing something. We will be watching all out. Um, and it's going to be a hell of a show. It's going to be the crowning of their first ever AEW World Champion. Rob Efner Wow Rob just threw his hat in the ring Okay mm.
4: Efner versus Paige
2: So it's Rob cool. versus Paige and Jericho
4: no, I'm no, going to no. start it with the
3: autograph card Rob doesn't like the triple threat matches Let's just go him and Paige
2: Oh Okay Rob I got to be honest with you buddy We've been friends for a long time And I love you like a brother But I got to pick out a Page.
3: Yeah, so all I know is, Rob, I'm going to bring you some big crowns and some clear sheets of paper, (laughs) and I hope your recovery is swift and complete.
2: Me too. (laughs) All right, let's start from the buy-in, and that is, if you haven't, Followed All Elite Wrestling. I don't know why, but if you haven't, let's bring you up to speed. The buy-in is, of course, their pre-show for their pay-per-view. So on the buy-in, Private Party, who just uh, last week was announced as officially signing on. If you haven't gotten on board with this tag team, by the way, you better get in now because these guys are tremendous. Private Party's taking on Angelico and Jack Evans. Damn, that's going to be a hell of a tag match.
5: (laughs) -hmm
3: why don't you go first
2: I'm gonna, the b- I'm gonna go ahead and pick private party mm. not and I like Jack Evans and Angelico. don't get me wrong, but yeah i'm picking private party Rob oh, Rob who you got
4: Jellico like and Evans
2: oh okay, the contrarian speaks.
3: I'm gonna have to go with Rob and Loco Cool and Evan.
2: Okay. Fine. Be that way. We go from the tag team matchup to a casino battle royale. The buy-in. Britt Baker. Teal Piper. Ivelisse. Jazz. Nyla Rose. Yuka Sakazaki. Did I pronounce that? Uh, Allie. Brandy Rhodes, Big Swole, otherwise known as Ariel Monroe. Sadie Gibbs. Hey, we've seen Sadie Gibbs somewhere before, haven't we? Um, She's the one that makes cookies. Yes. Yes. Wow. Okay, cool for her. And more to be announced as we go. So let's go ahead and go from there. The winner of this gets a shot at the AEW Women's World Championship on, you guessed it, October second. What are we gonna pick here? Uh, oh,
3: wait, did you happen to include Jazz in all that?
2: Did I? Did I skip Jazz?
3: I I don't I don't remember hearing it.
2: Well, Jazz is indeed in the Battle Royale, the buy-in, the Casino yeah. Battle Royale.
3: Let me tell you something. If you want to see how a promo is done, go find Jazz's promo with Jake, I think Jake's in it,
5: mm-hmm.
3: with her revealing that she's in this Battle role. It's tremendous. Absolutely tremendous.
2: I think when you start looking at the talent that AEW is bringing in, it is crystal clear that these guys are not playing games. Not even a little bit. Uh, Brian, lead us off. Who are you picking?
3: The problem is I'd like to see the entire uh, field first.
2: I know. I know. It's tough because there's – This is being done the same way that they did the men's battle royal for Double or Nothing. So you've got groups of people coming out, and the person that draws the Joker comes in last.
3: Did they announce the other participant? So the battle
2: royal winner gets one spot. Right.
3: Did they say who the other person is?
2: Let me see if I can find that. Give me just a moment. Please hold. (laughs) details for all out here we go directly from the website all right we got the tag match um no sir it does not appear that the other party has been announced
5: all
3: right so just on the fly of who we've said Mm -hmm. i think jazz Ooh, okay
2: is that is that what she's still going by jazz? Yeah, she's still going by jazz.
3: She's mean though. Oh, she's, she's mean, mean AF right now. Mean and a little kid, AF. what AF mean?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we don't we don't uh, hashtag hell damn ass. <clears throat> Uh, Rob, who you got? Baker. Doctor Britt Baker DDS. That's a good pick. Uh, I'm going to go with, not that I don't want to pick Ariel Monroe, because everybody knows we got a soft spot for the ladies of Queens of Combat. Uh, I'm going to go with Eva Ivalice, the mm-hmm. baddest mm-hmm. bitch on the planet. I'll bring him up. Mm. You really can't go wrong with any of the picks. No. It makes mm-hmm. sense for Brandi Rhodes to do it. It makes sense for Allie to do it. It makes sense for Nyla Rose. If Teal Piper did it, it would be a great underdog story. I mean, there's a lot of great things you can do with this. I mean, even Sadie Gibbs, She's not to put her down, she's a relative unknown, television-wise. Right. So, I mean, you've got opportunity here. It's really cool.
5: Yeah. Uh,
3: and, you know, I'm sure Awesome Kong's probably in it.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh,
3: man, it's hard to say.
2: So, let's take a look at going from the buy-in to the main show. Rio versus Hikaru... Hikaru... Oh, jeez. Hikaru Shida. Uh, two of the Japanese ladies who just absolutely lit the show on fire the last time they got in the ring. Uh, I'll go ahead and pick Ryo or Rio. or Ryo. R-I-H-O is how her name is spelled.
3: Now, is that, uh, is that the one... In the Puffy Pants?
2: The Princess? No, that is uh, Yuka Sakazaki, who's in the Battle Royale. Okay.
3: I like the Puffy Pants (laughs) I'll learn their names eventually. Right now, it's too hard. We trying. I need to hear them mentioned over and over again. You know what I'm saying?
2: She looks like... And and I went ahead and Googled... uh, Ryo or Rio. I apologize again if I'm mispronouncing it. And she looks like she's 12. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I remember watching the six six woman tag and she was the one in like the uh, ballet kind of dress, the ballerina kind of get up. Mm-hmm. And she was the one that was doing like, kind of like Kyrie Sane, just all those flying moves off the top, elbow drops and everything. Yeah, I think I'm good with that pick. I'm solid with that pick.
3: All right, go
2: to Rob next. I'm trying to find him. All right. <laughs> Rob, what you got,
4: buddy? All right, God bless you.
2: Oh, okay. So Rob, Rob ain't sure. <laughs> Rob's being honest here. Let's give Rob a hand for just saying, you know, I got no idea who these people are.
4: <laughs> like no. I don't got the clue. So
2: it's okay, man. It's okay. We're learning. This is new people, new talent.
3: God, this would be so much better if this was TV and you could flash their pics up.
2: <laughs> Sooner or later, I'm sure, when we have a discussion about perhaps nothing else on .tv, we may do video. But for right now, it's all audio uh, all the so, time.
3: So is one of them, uh, the one in the white, that was with Britt Baker at the last show in the tag match?
2: Uh. Yeah, I want to say so. Let me look up. um, That is Sheeta. Alright. One moment while I look up Sheeta. There we go. Yeah, so Sheeta is the one that came out with the kendo sticks and everything. She looks actually very similar to Asuka without face paint. Hmm.
3: Looks like Asuka to Facebook.
2: Yeah, very similar. Very similar look. She has wrestled Mercedes Martinez. She has wrestled Shayna Baszler. Man, you really can't go wrong with this matchup. Either winner is going to be good.
3: And that's Hikaru Shida. Correct. Is that right? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hold on a second. I might be on to something. Yeah.
5: Hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> See, we here at C2C, we take pride in putting some research into our picks. Or just being I'm outright really, honest when we don't know.
3: I don't remember her before.
2: She was in the six-woman tag. Um, I want to say that she was... Is that... Is that Awesome Kong? Not Awesome Kong, but is that... Um, Aja Kong that she was on there? No, she was on... She, she and uh, Rio were actually on the same team. During All right, the so women's
5: tag pick?
3: match. Did I, picked, you pick? I picked Rio. Alright, well I'm going to go room. Okay, cool. Just to be different. How about that?
2: <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Now we head over to Tag Team Wrestling. And so far, so good for AEW and Tag Team Wrestling. They have really put their money where their mouth is as far as their, their dedication to making Tag Team Wrestling a focal point. The Dark Order, taking on the best friends in Chucky T and Trent Beretta. Rob, let's start with you. You got the Dark Order and the best friends.
4: Dark Order.
2: The Dark Order. Brian, it's you, yeah. sir. I'm gonna
3: have to go Dark Order here. Wow! I I, no way that the best friends are getting around.
4: Uh, what the twelve of them? <laughs>
2: They're the two best friends that anyone could have.
4: <laughs> Except the 12 that are going to kick their ass. Oh. <laughs>
2: uh, you know what? I like the Dark Order. I, I'm not a big fan of the Best Friends, so I'm going to actually go, and we'll make it a clean sweep and say C2C picks the Dark Order. Then we move on See, to... See, make
4: fun of me again. Mm-hmm. What? What'd I do? What'd I do?
2: How did I make fun oh, of you now? That's
4: okay. It's okay.
2: Ow, ow. What did I do
4: now?
2: Moving on. Moving on. Fine. (laughs) I'm not even sure what we're talking about all of a sudden. All
4: right, we go for Because I don't matter. That's all right. That's fine.
2: You just picked. Did I skip you at some point? (laughs) Oh, God. Did I skip Rob?
5: (laughs) Oh, jeez.
2: That's what I thought. We're going to the triple threat. It's going to (laughs) be Joey Janela, Jimmy Havoc, and Darby Allin. Uh, This match on paper reads like a hardcore habit kind of moment. This could be really, really good. I'm going to pick Darby Allen. Mm. Whoa, got it from both of you. Look at that.
4: Well, I was going to pick Darby Allen, but I don't know if I could pair with your pick, but I'll go and say Darby Allen.
2: Uh Uh-oh.
3: Mmm. Uh, I'm going to say Havoc.
2: Okay, Jimmy Havoc gets a pick from the C2C crew, and Darby Allen gets two-thirds. Let's take a look at ladder match time, the Escalera de la Muerte, the Ladders of Death. That's actually just a super cool name for a match, by the way. Escalera de la Muerte. Mm-hmm. If I didn't speak Spanish and know what that meant, I still wouldn't care because it sounds cool. It's the Lucha (laughs) Brothers in Pentagon, Jr. and Phoenix taking on the Young Bucks for the AAA World Tag Team Championships. Oof. Both teams are under contract. Both teams are full-time performers for all elite wrestling. So my question remains, does AAA's tag championship somehow get molded into the AEW Tag Championship at some point?
3: No, I I would imagine what probably happens is, is that they're on loan for this match.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: When we'll go back to AAA and then lose them shortly thereafter. Mm-hmm. You know, not necessarily the same weekend, but you know, probably within a month.
2: Okay. Yeah, I can see that happening. Regardless of whoever wins, they get like a, hey, go defend the titles kind of thing.
3: Yeah. Now, unless there's some unwritten, or not unwritten, but unpublished agreement, and then maybe, it, you know, maybe they keep them in there for a while. But
2: Yeah.
4: Hmm. Kind of like the uh, New Japan titles that they, you know, they did with MCW and with, uh, you know, Ring of Honor, where they they'd still wear the belts, but they just wouldn't talk about it. You know what I mean?
2: Right, right. They still get a- acknowledged as champs, but not really do anything with them.
4: You know, like like Barry Windham carried the Western State Heritage title around forever, and nobody knew what the hell it was.
2: Still one of my favorite titles of all time.
4: You know? I liked it, but you're always like, what is it? It's the allure of that filth. <laughs> what is
2: this title?
4: <laughs> Who is that Masked Man? <laughs> it's Dusty
2: Rhodes. <laughs> Oh uh, gosh. Okay. Um. Well, let's split this pick into two pieces. So, we're gonna say first and foremost, you're gonna pick the winner and also the time of this match. How mo- how long are these guys gonna go toe to toe? Um. I'm gonna take the Lucha Brothers, and I'm gonna say eh, thirty five minutes.
5: Hmm.
3: How dare you?
2: <laughs> Why? <laughs> How dare me for what? Picking in the time? Or to the time that you thought it would go?
3: No. For picking the winner.
2: Oh, picking against the Bucks. Yes. Uh-huh. So I guess we know where Brian's going. Brian's going with the Bucks.
3: Yeah, so there, there's no doubt they'll do the right thing, and I'm sure Phoenix and Pentagon will win this thing. But in order to play the game that Stan has laid out. I'm going Young Bucks and I'm going in a time of 26 minutes and 34
2: seconds. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> okay, so I did a minute count. He gets minute and seconds. Rob, are you going to give us the milliseconds next?
4: <laughs> the frame. I am going to a double disqualification. Ooh! You can't do that in a ladder match.
3: Yeah, you can't do that in a (laughs) ladder (laughs) match.
2: You can't triple stamp a double stamp.
4: (laughs) I'm going young bucks at 36 minutes and 42 seconds and 57 milliseconds. Sorry, with eighteen streamers.
2: (laughs) Rob even picks the streamers.
3: Dan, you strike the time down, and right. we'll have first ever corner-to-corner pick-the-time challenge, and the one that gets closest to the actual time, the other two have to buy him dinner.
2: Oh, okay. So the other two can split the bill. All right. That's fair. Yeah. All right. That's I picked 35 minutes. I think
3: we'll I was together. twenty thirty-four. 34. <laughs>
2: 26 minutes and 34 seconds. Rob, give me that layout one more time, buddy.
4: I can't remember.
2: 36 minutes. I knew that part. In 57 milliseconds. I know that part. So 57 milliseconds. Alright, so now what you got? 27 seconds. 27?
4: Yeah, let's go there.
1: Okay,
2: 36, 27, 57. (laughs) You two have probably already lost. (laughs) Why is that? Because it's probably going
3: to have a thirty-minute time limit, and since y'all have exceeded the limit,
2: <laughs> well,
3: I'll take my whopper, please.
2: Here, here's the thing: if there's more than eighteen streamers or less than eighteen streamers, Rob loses automatically.
3: So oh, yeah, he picked the streamers. He did. So Rob, Rob's buying dessert for <laughs> two. <laughs>
4: I ain't buying nobody
2: nothing. Stop. Stop. Rob's like, fuck y'all. Stop. There are eight streamers. We're <laughs> like, son of a bitch. Oh we owe are- <laughs>
3: <laughs> we'll Rob ice cream. <laughs> Damn it. Oh boy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Why are you so big? Why right. you bring ice- <laughs> I- <laughs> We go from the Escalera de la Muerte to a grudge match. The chairman of AEW. Self proclaimed and his manager Tully Blanchard Sean Spears taking on the American nightmare Cody oh gosh this match gonna be hard hitting I do think there's gonna be blood in this matchup
4: and there's I blood, think blood in every Cody match so far I also think there's gonna be
2: a receipt for that chair shot probably. I just have this feeling that Cody's going to be like, you know, damn everybody and their opinions. Damn the damn the wrestling press for thinking I can't do this chair shot because I'm going to do it and I'm going to hit Sean Spears with it right in the damn noggin. And that's how I figure it's going down. Cody wins after smashing the chair over Sean Spears' head.
3: Mmm. Stand, stand, stand.
2: That's right. I'm going with the finish that's going to make Twitter angry.
3: You are so misguided. Uh
2: oh. Well, how am I misguided? Who does he have on the outside? He's got, Who? he's got the legend himself, Tully Blanchard. Oh my goodness gracious! The father of the diamond. He's got Tully Blanchard on the outside,
3: and you think they're going to, and the a Rhodes is going to pull that off?
2: That's what I'm saying.
3: You don't think there ain't going to be shenanigans involved in this?
2: What kind of possible shenanigans could you possibly expect to take place? It's
4: Tully. Cody's going to hit Tully with the chair and get disqualified. Hmm. No,
3: I I think you may very well start to see the forming of a faction. In this match, okay, with Spears and Blanchard putting down that dirty, dastardly Rhodes.
2: I'm sensing a pattern here that you're saying that the Rhodes family is going to serve as the the whipping boy for this faction. Is that what you're saying?
4: Yes, you I'll know, beat why? your daddy, and I'll
3: beat you. Yes. You know why? Because it's going to make compelling TV. Yes, like when Dusty did it in the 80s. You think they'll break his leg?
4: Oh, you mean his arm?
2: I thought it was a leg that they broke for Dusty.
4: This is his arm. They tied him up on the outside. They tied it to his truck. Yeah, and they shut the door on
3: him. Now, he did the leg broke. Well, I don't remember if it was the horsemen that broke it, because that that might have been that might have been the Russians.
2: Those evil, dastardly Russians.
3: Dun dun dun! Because the
2: road warrior spiked his eyeball. Yep, yep.
4: That was gross. By the way,
3: (laughs) that was one of the. Was that while they were the six
4: man tag champs, or is that? Yeah,
3: it it was. No, it was uh, – I think they either just lost or they were still six-man champs. And um, I'm trying to remember the reason why. I think it was something that Dusty just didn't fit in with them no more or something. Um, but, it, sh- Lord, that's 30 years ago. Probably longer. That's back
4: when it was nasty. Do you remember yeah. War Games when uh, Paul Lellering wore that glove in there and got J.J.? Yeah. yeah with the spike.
3: God. Imagine the millennials back then in the 80s. They wouldn't be able to handle wrestling.
4: NWA hurt me. War games make me
3: sad. <laughs> but yeah, though I, so I, I think Spears wins, and I think we're going to see the beginning of a faction here. Because that's something they don't really have.
2: I wonder what they would call the faction I know that's – now we're just getting into armchair quarterbacking, but I just wonder what they'd call it.
3: Well, a lot of it's going to have to do with who's got trademarks.
4: It's going to be called Four Big Ponies. Four Big Ponies. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Stallions.
4: Wild Stallions. <laughs> no,
2: uh, okay, so I said Cody, Brian, you picked with Spears. Rob, you picked
4: – Cody. Cody. Let's go to what was... I mean, supposed- even though I did say Tully, he hits Tully with a chair and gets disqualified.
2: You did say yeah. that. You did. Yeah. So we go to what was supposed to be John Moxley and Kenny Omega, but what a hell of a replacement they found for Mox. The Bastard King returns All Elite Wrestling's debut of Pac as he takes on the best wrestler in the world by many, many accounts. Kenny Omega. Whew. Uh, this matchup is going to be, I think it's going to be exhausting to watch, just not because it's going to be bad. I just think it's going to be long. I think these guys are going to beat the hell out of each other, and I think Kenny Omega is going to win it.
4: Rob, Brian, <laughs> go next. <laughs> ah, Ma- Omega! How can you bet against Omega?
3: Wow. I say Omega, too.
2: And that's interesting because how long ago was it? Let's see, Double or Nothing was three months ago, and Pac was supposed to take on Adam Page. But Pac was not able to appear because he was still Dragon Gate's champion and was unwilling to lose because he didn't want to make that title seem less important. I will give him credit for that because I think that takes a lot of guts. I mean, he had an obvious payout and payoff with All Elite Wrestling and coming in. But he made the smart decision, the ethical decision, and honestly the good business decision to go ahead and protect the title. And I think that's where it's going to serve as a benefit to him in the long run. But notice we all picked him to lose against Kenny Omega.
3: Well, I just think it's Kenny. You know, Kenny, I
2: don't know if he's won yet. Has he won yet? Kenny hasn't lost yet. Well, he no. I'm. He he hasn't. He lost to Jericho. He won. They won their tag match. Did
3: they win the tag match?
5: Yep. All
3: right, but I I think he's like one and
2: two. He may be. We may have to start a standings page since uh, apparently AEW hasn't yet. I'm looking (laughs) at you, Cody. Remember wins and losses. Yeah, win-loss. Clock's ticking, Cody. Anyway. Well, let's, let's jump on it now and get out ahead of them.
4: You know and what? Then, then right. they can buy it from you.
2: Exactly. you damn right. Coming soon to the c 2 com. AEW win-loss standings. Fuck <laughs> on. <laughs> let's go to the main event crowning the first ever AEW World Heavyweight Champion. It's going to be Hangman Adam Page. This is what he's doing, I'm just saying. Versus Chris Jericho. He wants a thank you, no matter what happens. It's gonna be an interesting matchup. I'm gonna say that it's gonna be Adam Page as the first ever AEW AEW world champion. Say that again? I know, right? Apparently it's just words are hard. All elite wrestling's first ever world heavyweight champion is gonna be hangman Adam Page but I think there's going to be a swerve and I think we'll see it on the first ever edition of AEW on TNT and that our face run for Adam Page ends fairly soon.
4: Brian?
3: So I concur there will be shenanigans very shortly after this match. Mm-hmm. Somewhere down. I do think Adam Page gets the first title Run. I'm just not convinced if it'll be long. long. Okay. But I do. Again, I, I think I agree with you. There will be something shortly after the win. You know that'll come into play for this.
2: Because the the first heavyweight championship defense is a few weeks after October second. Notice there's some time in between all of these hang- things that are happening. Nothing's being rushed. I really, right. really like how they're doing that. Oh, yeah.
3: I, I think they're just letting – so you don't want to put a world title match. To me, you don't want to put a world title match on October 2nd when you have the ladies title. Right. You know, so, um, yeah, I, I'm going with Paige. I think
2: it's Paige's time. All right, Rob. Who you got, Jericho or Page?
4: Hmm. Page. That, that's oh, hard.
2: It is a hard pick, actually.
4: You ask all questions, you hard-hitting journalist. Um, I'm gonna say it's gonna be Jericho.
2: Ooh. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Contrarian returns.
4: And then Adam Page's like. Like, as you all said, but I think Jericho will win it, but he won't keep it. You know, he'll win it, and then he'll lose it to Page down the road. Yeah, but,
3: you know, and, and to Stan's point, I could see, like, if they were going to form a fa- faction, mm-hmm. Page would fit into that faction quite nicely.
2: Yeah, that's that's kind of where I think that's headed. I, didn't, I really didn't think about the faction piece of it until you kind of brought it up with Spears. But I can really see that they want Adam Page to be kind of their guy, you know, that mm-hmm. leads the way. But as much as I like him as a good guy, and I definitely do, but I think there's more ground to be made and more money to be made off of him as a bad guy. You know, just with him doing dastardly things with the rope, and, you know, there's all these different things he can do that I mm-hmm. think... From an old school perspective, what I would love to see is just somebody that almost, I wouldn't say flair-esque, because I don't see that would be his style, but just something that's, I don't know. We haven't seen it in a while. We'll put it that way. Right,
5: yeah. And,
3: you know, it's funny you would mention Paige and Money in the same sentence. (laughs) This is what he's doing. Or Charlotte, have you.
2: Yeah, that may be what we've been told, but this is what he's doing.
3: Still haven't gotten over Charlotte. That's five
2: years ago. You know what? Bore you. Time doesn't heal all wounds. <laughs> it burns. It burns. <laughs> burns my pocket. That's what it burns. But hey, I do have the picture on the wall. Just saying. I do have the T shirt, so clearly he got me. <laughs>
4: Can't wear it no more, but you got. It. I
2: mean uh, I may have gained a little weight. Alright. My belly may be just a little too big.
4: I can't wear mine either. That but. thing might come up like a Venetian blind. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I did, though. He what? I did get a when he when he came in and left the arena. <laughs> I
2: don't know about the rest of you.
4: Dude. I got one one, third, <laughs> I got one at one point when he left, but that was it.
2: Yeah, Rob did get a two sweet. Brian got the two sweet. I didn't. And now Stan got left two- going. Me too, bro. <laughs>
3: You're a dick. You know, so, so speaking of too sweet. Too sweet, bro. My daughter is wearing her Kenny Omega cat shirt. The, the, the one where it's got the cat on it.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. And we're in Walmart. We're almost done. And this. I don't know, I'd I'd probably say she was probably kind of mid twenties maybe, early to mid twenties. Uh this uh young lady come out of nowhere and was like and I, I had my back turned and she was like too sweet you know, at Katrina and I kinda like spin around like what how would you know you know <laughs> what what, what did i miss here how, how did this happen so i started laughing she started laughing katrina is not too sweet and back because she's still a little shy about it and well, i mean it was kind of cool you know even today at walmart and culpebrain you're still getting too sweeted
4: brian's chasing a girl down the aisle going i'll oh, too sweet i'll oh, too sweet you. <laughs> security's called <laughs> brian's banned. it was a great story
2: <laughs> oh man
4: so man, you want to big- apologize I've not robbed
3: for saying I chased some female down Walmart. Not your wife. My wife. Because now she's glaring at
2: me. (laughs) With that cardboard, Bob. Just set him up. Did you hear me?
4: You're giving her the cardboard
2: type of eyes. Oh. Oh. Yeah.
4: Those types. Good thing is, I don't have to run nowhere.
2: That's right. We don't have to step outside and bare feet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. All right. How much time
3: we got left on this jank?
2: We are about wrapping up to social media time and heading to the Radio Rezanch.
3: Well, before we do that, it's time for another monthly edition of Pro Wrestling Creek.
2: You know... I have to say that I did read on the internet, so it's got to be true. That there's a rumor going around that the old crates maybe, uh, the loot crates specifically, that company, uh, maybe going to the wayside. What the WWE? Well, yeah, the whole company
4: loot, loot crate. crate itself. Yeah,
3: well, apparently why would you they're even folding. bring that up. We're talking pro wrestling crate
4: here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Because he's staying paid for two years, and now he's all pissed.
5: I <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: hope you get
3: wobble head out of it
2: <laughs> Does it come
3: with a logo on it?
4: <laughs> no, it's going to be transferred to the Jelly of the Month Club.
3: <laughs> I hate jelly. All right, so, so we're going to put pictures up on the website. Yep. Something we haven't done in the past, or we should have done, but now we're going to put them up. Yep. So we'll get those up in a day or so. Mm-hmm. All right. So, but this one from Pro Wrestling to Crate. You know, they got guys that do the tees up north in Chicago, I believe it is. You know, those those guys. Mm -hmm. Well, they were kind enough to put in this box. Two t-shirts. One, a Lucha Brothers t-shirt, which I do not have, which is super cool. It's got a bunch of skulls on it. Undead Army. Looks good. Could be worn all over the place. And then we got this nice New Era Heart Foundation t-shirt. Again with the skulls. Yeah, kind of cool though. we both. Nothing but the best out of that t-shirt company. Right, WWE? <laughs> I'm sorry, I should... I said that. Uh, we got ourselves a save 20% on everything for Labor Day sale and
2: it's got CM Punk Stars on it. That's it. I'm sold.
3: CM Punk Stars. Dang, it. Sold. All right. Then we got this much micro brawler is Jeff Cobb. I like these little micro brawler figures. I don't know if you had experience with them, but they're kind of cool. Very cool.
2: The micro brawlers are actually really cool. I'm curious as to uh, what it costs to make them versus what it costs to sell them, because you know they're making money off those.
3: Oh, yeah. And, and they also do, every once in a while, they'll sell, like, uh, uh, sets of, like, 25 20 25 for... Uh, about a hundred bucks, so I think about five bucks a piece. And they're ones that you can't get in the crate. Um, so some of those look kind of cool. I haven't bought any yet. but uh, I mean, they do a bunch of different people for those. Uh, we have a Billin Enterprises pin. I like my pins, they call my tack board. We have a book that Rob can read <laughs> from Colbana. <laughs> A wrestling dreams book written by Cole Cabana. Um, I haven't read it, but look, kid's book. I have to pop down and read it one night, right before I go tag to long. The to Cole Cabana and the Wrestling Dreams. Um, they also like to include a DVD. And this month's is best of rise wrestling. And let's see, we have Aja Kong, Rachel Elring, Dynamite Didi, Kylie Bray, Tony Storm, Tessa Blanchard, Mercedes Martinez. I mean, there's a whole bunch of matches in here. Kind of cool. I'll check that out. Last but not least, this month's official wrestling autograph is one I didn't think I'd get anytime soon, and that's Zack Sabre Jr.
2: That right there is worth the price of the crate to me. Yeah? Because, like, where where are you actually going to find an opportunity to meet Zack Sabre Jr. unless you're overseas?
3: Right. Yeah, so I'm... I'm very happy this month um, in almost all the items, but the Zack Sabre Jr. is going to just put a smile on my face. You know, y'all know I do collect autographs. Mm -hmm. I have quite a collection upstairs, and that was one I was not ever really looking to get a hold of, just based off of the fact that he's over there and I'm over here, and I normally don't buy them on the secondary market. Um but that one would have been very hard for me to get a hold of. But thanks to Pro Wrestling Crate.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Perhaps we'll be sending a message out there to do a uh, partnership of some type. Hey, maybe maybe a partnership that would really be of benefit would be one with freaking Cat Daddy. How about that?
3: No, let's let's go
2: pro wrestling crate first because we didn't cover last
3: month's but do you remember who was in last month's The Autograph?
2: Oh, yeah. Damn it. Yeah, you're right. You're right, though. Harley Race. Yep. Yep. Rest in peace to an American legend in sport, in wrestling, and entertainment. Really. Like, all three of those categories. Thanks to this
3: trait, I can now add one of the greatest champions of all time to my Autograph wall, and And Mr. Harley Race.
2: Yep. Yep. I will, uh, I'll send a message out there. We'll see what we can, we'll send yeah, it up the flagpole and see how it flies.
5: Yeah,
3: well, I mean, when we put the pictures up, let's put the old, uh, you know, tweet on there for him and let them suck on that.
2: <laughs> suck on that one time. Suck on that one time. <laughs> I mean, I mean we'll, we'll, we'll do it for micro brawlers. Oh. We could do a micro brawlers gallery. That'd be kind of cool.
3: Yeah, we can do a micro brawlers gallery.
2: Yeah. Ooh,
3: I don't think anybody's done that yet.
2: Actually, I don't think yeah. anyone has.
3: You should reach out to them.
2: Sounds like a
3: plan. However, well, however, when we get to promo code, it's going to be Professor Dickweed.
2: <laughs> They've got, to put your, they got a prof- Professor Dickweed on a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even if it only sells one or three, because we'll all three end up buying it.
3: Well, I mean, <laughs> my mom, my dad, I want one. My wife, my daughter, me. That's five right there. Well, there you go. I don't, work, I don't know how many you
4: need. It'd be a picture of Brian. it will be <laughs> a picture of Brian standing there with his arms outstretched. And right at the bottom, right at crotch level, will be Professor Digweez.
3: <laughs> <laughs> UCW, number one.
2: <laughs> you gotta have the red smoking jacket on, dude. <laughs> oh, you mean the silver one? Y- yes, yes, sorry, not red. <laughs>
3: hey, I'm almost, almost down to that fighting weight again. I'm gonna have to debut it down in
2: Dinwiddie. with it. In the din with it. In the Dinwiddie. with it. Well, we have had a hell of a season premiere. Man oh man. I g wanna say again. It is so cool to be able to be back on the air with my two buddies just talking about the sport we love so much, and that's pro wrestling. Uh, Thank you to everybody for checking out the new website. You can catch up with us every single week, c2cradioshow.com. That is c2cradioshow.com. Live on Spreaker.com, of course. And still good close personal friends with our friends over at the Beyond Ringside radio network will be broadcasting, maybe even simulcasting, with them as we go forward. Tons more new stuff coming out. We're going to be putting the crate images out there. Uh, Rob will have a section on the page. Brian will have a section on the page. It is an exciting time to be part of the C2C radio show. You can catch up with us on social media as well. On the Twitter machine for Corner to Corner at C2C radio show. Corner to Corner Wrestling and the Facebook groups. Corner to Corner to Corner Radio and the Facebook fan page. Uh, Corner to Corner on Instagram. Rob, where do they catch up with you on the social media?
4: Uh, Rob C2C on, Rob Hefner C2C on the Twitter. And Rob Hefner on Facebook. RD2WP on Instagram. Holla, holla.
2: holla, holla for dolla dolla. And over to it's my left,
4: change.
2: Brian, where do they find you? A none change. Ain't nothing changed. Give it to them. Uh, do, you, do you... Are we allowed to give your Instagram out yet? Give it to them. Give clear, them your, clear it with your attorney. Okay? They, give them what they want. <laughs> give them what they want.
4: Brian loves The, Whopper. <laughs> the
2: Impossible Whopper. <laughs> at The Impossible Whopper. <laughs> Brian's on Twitter at STRCP...
4: Me. Professor Dick Reed, The Impossible Whopper. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Impossible Dick <to> Queen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, at strcp21 for Brian on Twitter. He's Brian Taylor on Facebook. And we we're, the Impossible strcp on Instagram. I'm just going to start making it up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> As you go. <laughs> well, Instagram's fine. I'm, I don't really full of Instagram, but the other two. Got to make more. sure we
2: get those right. I got you. It's been a very cool time getting everything back up and running. Thank you so much to everybody for listening. Of course, as we go forward, you can always send us feedback. Send it to us through Twitter. Send it through email. We've even got a contact form now. We are your people of service for the wrestling world. We want to talk about what you want to hear about. And we want to thank you so much for your patience and coming back to us and helping helping us have a good time, which is really what it's all about. We'll see you next time right here on C2CRadioShow.com, Spreaker.com. Have a great night, everybody. We'll see you after All Out.
3: So do they hear us during the music? A
2: little bit.
4: Y'all wanna know something funny? Yes. Yeah. Powers to be at CBS, right? CBS in Washington, or New York, doing the show that I watch every once in a while. Did you-